0: Not for the first time, taking you inside New York Liberty Media Day. Jackie Powell and I are here to tell you everything. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumbo Wallet for the win. You are Locked on Women's
1: Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell.
1: And I'm Jackie Powell.
0: Who covers us with great distinction over at The Next, Everything New York Liberty, along with being our social media maven as well. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. You can, uh, you can listen to us or watch us, depending on YouTube or where you get your podcast, six days a week. Make sure you subscribe to get every single episode. And of course, it's not just us. It's the entire team over at The Next, the thenextsoups.com. $9 a month, $72 a year gets you everything, except at the moment, 27% off, where you can make sure you are supporting the reporting of over 100 reported pieces every single month. Make sure you're going to thenextsoups.com and checking out all that we're doing. And so we will be telling you a lot today. Segment 2 we'll be talking about the unprecedented depth of this New York Liberty roster. We spoke to everyone on the New York Liberty and then some. There are going to be some people we spoke to today who aren't going to make it because that's how deep this New York Liberty team goes. That's for segment two. Segment one, we are talking about the stars, both the stars who are already here, Benija Laney, Sabrina Ionescu, and those who have come. Brianna Stewart, we were able to speak to, John Paul Jones. Courtney Vander Sloot did not join us today. She's still in concussion protocol, on her way back. But Jack, you had a chance to talk to Slute. I know earlier on, uh, I guess it was late last week, was, was it when you got the chance to talk to her?
1: Um, there was a yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. That happened on Friday. There was a Zoom where it was, it was Slute, it was Sabrina, and it was JJ mm-hmm. all together.
0: Then, and. S- so, so just in terms of what were your initial impressions from Sloot? Obviously, you've had the chance to cover her with the Chicago Sky. Seeing her here in New York, you know, what were some of the early impressions that she had on what, you know, many people are calling, I think with fair reason, a super team?
1: So I think Courtney Vandersloot Sloot was uh, excited. I mean, obviously, she... You know, it it bumped her head a few days before, so Mm -hmm. maybe she had a a little bit less energy. But, I mean, I think you could look at Sabrina Ionescu while Courtney Vandersloot was speaking. Just the amount of excitement and wonder that Sabrina Ionescu had. The fact that she was sitting next to not her competitor, but Mm -hmm. her teammate. Uh, You also notice the same wonder that um, she'd have when John Quell spoke next to her. And so I think what was most interesting about what Courtney VanderSloot had to say on that Friday was just talking about how her relationship with Olaf Lang sort of puts her in a unique position in that she's she has someone to go to, to understand the system, to mm-hmm. to learn. And it's really funny I spoke to Olaf Lang and he was like, it's like, I'm not worried about Courtney VanderSloot at all. She can learn things in a day that some people don't learn in a week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really true. And again, it goes back to, you know, the depth of talent on this team. When you look at Sloot and you look at Sab, you have two players. Courtney VanderSloot is the all-time leader in assist percentage. The current active leader is also Sloot, obviously. Second, is Sabrina Ionescu. So you have just these multiple, they're not just, you know, all right, these are good playmakers who you can put together. These are arguably the best, among the best playmakers in the history of the league. Obviously, Sabrina's got to do it for a long time in order to hold that mantle eventually. But you could also argue that, if anything, her career numbers are understated by the fact that she's played injured through so much of her career. So having that as a starting place, for the system that Sandy and Olaf run is very, very significant in my view. And of course, it is only going to be exacerbated by the fact that you can stretch the floor with Brianna Stewart and John Cole Jones. And so, you know, I asked Stewie about the opportunity to be able to play for a championship and how you balance those kinds of expectations with looking to be better every day. And it took me back actually even further You know, I I read a quote to her that she had said to me in preseason 2018 with the Seattle Storm, where she basically said, you know, if we're not here to win a championship, what are we even here for? What I remember from Connecticut from her college days was her talking about every single day, I am trying for perfection and I I can't reach it, but that is the goal. And so I turn to you and say this, the talent that we're looking at with the New York Liberty, and, and I know you have to show it on the court, but you combine the amount of talent, the way in which it fits together, and we're talking about some of this off the air, with the fact that one through 11, you know, there are backup plans for everything and everyone. Is the pursuit of perfection a reasonable thing for the New York Liberty be, to be doing the same way that the 2016 dedicated uh, Huskies We're pursuing perfection. I don't mean undefeated, but I mean, is that the standard that they should be trying to reach?
1: You're asking me that
0: question? Mm -hmm. I am.
1: I I mean, the the thing that stood out to me, especially during uh, General Manager Jonathan Kolb and um, Sandy Brondello's part of the presser today, was the fact that they want to build something that lasts. Mm -hmm. And so how you do that is you do that with patience they were they were stressing that this takes time this takes patience it takes buy in mm-hmm. and so i think everyone from the the players that are on this team to all of the different members of staff if that be the performance staff the coaches the basketball operations, video coordinators, all of those folks, they yeah. just want to be great. And so I think using the word perfection, mm-hmm. I think that sort of takes, um, that takes a different, um, how do I put it? I think using the term great is a better way than using the term perfection.
0: Well, that, but that's what's so striking to me, right? It's an unreachable standard, Yes. but putting it there and putting that bar that she's looking to reach every single day, it was striking at the time. Okay. It's hard to argue that Connecticut fell somewhat short of that when they were undefeated. They won the national championship by 29 points over a Brittany Sykes-Syracuse team that was very talented in its own right. And I just, I think we're going to see things this year that we haven't seen before. I, I was speaking with a WNBA front office member who was complaining to me about um, I had written a piece over at Sports Illustrated about the Liberty and talked about that on paper, they have a chance to be the best team ever. Mm-hmm. A chance to be. You know, yes. I'm not declaring it as such from the beginning. Said, what about the Houston comments? What about the, you know, and, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't just the big three. You know, Kim Perra was so good as a you know, Kim was a, a great point guard early on in this league. Are you taking her over Sabrina or Sloot? And To my mind, the answer is no, let alone are you taking it over a team with both of them? This is, you know, again, and, and, you know, more of this in segment two, but you go up and down this roster and there are injuries. Things happen. Things don't always lay out perfectly. They don't have to lay out perfectly when you've built a team that goes this deep. And then the other part of it and just we talked about this a little bit off the air, but, you know, Las Vegas has so much talent. But if you look at a shot chart where Candace Parker gets the ball and likes it most and where Asia Wilson gets the ball and likes it most, there's a lot of overlap. And these are two of the greats in this game that they can figure it out it does not seem like a stretch, but figuring it out is going to have to happen. When you look at New York, where JJ is comfortable getting the ball and where Stewie is comfortable getting the ball, it's it's like a perfect set of circumstances. It's a combination. You know, figuring out how to make that work seems far easier before you even get into the fact that the people who are going to help make it happen are two of the best distributors in the history of the league.
1: I mean, I also think when you talk about the Houston comments, we have to remember the talent level at the beginning of the WNBA's inception was very mm-hmm. different than how it is now. I'm not trying to shame the beginning of the WNBA. I think we can still <clears throat> call it legendary and historic, but I think in the year of 2023, there's just so much more talent mm-hmm. in this league.
0: You can ask Sandy about it. Sandy would, Sandy would say the same thing, and Sandy was there from the beginning. So no question about it. We want to talk about the talent level up and down this roster. First, of course, we're going to make sure and tell you about game time. Now, listen, I live in a house that cares about sports, that cares about theater, that cares about music. So I live in a house where game time matters a whole lot. And the truth is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, even if you've got, like, a 13-year-old and a 9-year-old who you really don't want to disappoint. Well, game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Let me just tell you, I used it last weekend. I took my family into the city. The look on my children's face when we sat, orchestra center, without, I'm a journalist, so I can't exactly go out and spend a ton of money on tickets and be able to get a last minute deal. Well, that was very meaningful. And so making sure that you use game time, it doesn't just mean getting the tickets. It means you can also see exactly where your view is going to be when you sit. So download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off Down game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And so look, bottom line is that a number of people that we talked to are going to have to buy a ticket if they want to see the 2023 New York Liberty. And it just it boggles the mind. And I just want to go through a couple of things, right? Dede Richards is a really good defender. She can guard one through four they already have that. They've got Kayla Thornton, who might be the most versatile defender in the WNBA today.
1: Benajelani can do it, too. I know
0: she can. But Benajelani, that's another example, right? Laney, an all-star, somebody who we have seen has the ability to be a number one scorer, if necessary, yeah. in the WNBA. They're not going to need her to be anything more than, what, a number five scorer on this team? This is a team where I, I think Laney probably starts. I'm so curious to see how yeah. Sandy does this, but there are lineups that are going to make a ton of sense with Sloot and with Sab in the backcourt and a front court where you go ultra big, JJ, Stewie, and either Han Shu or Steph Dolson. And again, like your centers, I know I'm, I'm almost without speech. I, I just, you're Han Shu is 23 years old and she's, She's shot 44% from three last year. And Jackie, you reported she's even bigger. Yes.
1: Han Shoe. How big is she? Han Shoe grew once again. Uh, I believe with shoes, she'll mm-hmm. be pretty close to 6'11. So, I mean, I was saying to people, uh, Betty Hattar is supposed to come over and mm-hmm. she's listed as 6'10. And, you know, in, initially Han was tied with Betty, but Han is now in her own league, which you believe she's been in her own league since she set foot in the WNBA. Well,
0: there's no ceiling. You, yeah. you, we've never seen a player yeah. her size with her ability to stretch the floor right. at the same time. And if she continues to grow an inch per year by the time she is 33 years old, she's only to be 7 foot 11 inches tall. But even if she doesn't grow a bit, you're still talking about someone who has modern WNBA stretch five skills at a height we have simply never seen it. Happen and then, by the way, Steph Dolson, a WNBA all star, somebody who is capable of doing the little things to help win a championship. We saw her doing in Chicago, we saw her doing in college at UConn. There's, I I mean, it's like the Noah's Ark of rosters, there's two of everything depth,
1: too. I think we have to talk about the wing depth, and what they like is also. In practice, since VanderSluik has not been practicing, mm-hmm. you basically see Sabrina and Benajah at your your backcourt there, mm-hmm. and then sometimes even when you sub Benajah out, sometimes Didi Dee Dee Richards is maybe at the two, mm-hmm. or maybe you put Benajah back on with Sabrina, and then Didi Dee Dee Richards is at the three, or Jocelyn Willoughby is at the three, yeah. and then she can switch to the two. So y- you see me going through these different combinations, and the fact that. Pretty much a majority of this roster can be moved around in different places. It is very adaptable.
0: And it's crazy. I, how good does Jocelyn Willoughby look in your views of her through training camp so far?
1: Jocelyn Willoughby looks really confident. I mean, it was, uh, LaChina Robinson was actually with us at practice uh, this afternoon, and she tweeted about Jocelyn Willoughby and Love Kayla it. Thornton. Mm -hmm. saying like, oh my gosh, like I love watching these two play. And going over to Australia was really important for Mm -hmm. Jocelyn Willoughby to, after coming off of so many injuries, I mean, it was, she ruptured her Achilles. Mm. Then she had something in her knee. There was like a tear in her knee in that same leg. It was just one after the other, very uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, you sort of lose your confidence, and so the fact that she went over to Australia, she became basically the do it all player on the Sydney Flames, um, or actually the Sydney, yes, the Sydney Flames. Mm-hmm. Isabel Rodriguez would say I'm correct. She's our
0: Isabel um, would know.
1: Yes, um, she was named the the team's MVP, mm-hmm. and she was not only shooting threes, she was facilitating, she was a secondary facilitator, mm-hmm. uh, defending the best player on the opposing team. Um, I, I've heard that what this team wants Jocelyn to be able to do is to be able to fill in the gaps, mm-hmm. and she has so many tools to to be able to do so.
0: She is what, the 10th person in the rotation, the 9th person in the rotation? Yeah. We're talking about this. Yeah. Jocelyn Willoughby, mm-hmm. pride in New Jersey. Unbelievable, the talent up and down this roster. Mm-hmm. Last thing about a player who <clears throat> I've had a chance to see, probably is not going to make the roster, um, but someone who we ought to be talking about is Sika Kone, who we had the chance to chat with today. And then um, in segment three, we're going to talk about that final question. But Sika Kone, you know, we were sort of gaming out a little it's hard to see her making this roster, no disrespect to her game, at 19. What have you seen so far about what she is able to do?
1: So she's she's very talented. She's just, um, as you said, she's 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not as... Uh, and it's
0: a win-now team.
1: No. Yes. Um, well, I think what was interesting about Jonathan and, and Sandy's part of the presser was they said, yes, this is a win now, now team, but we also want to be able to have the enough balance of veterans and youth that we can sustain this for a long time. So they don't want to have.
0: I I know I'm just saying the veterans they have are in their mid twenties.
1: Right. They're in their prime.
0: Yeah. Like they don't really need to meet up prime Stewie and JJ and Sabrina and, you know, Courtney Vandersloot is the elder statesman
1: yes and at what 33 years yeah age? i'm saying
0: and she just told me when i talked to her about this a few weeks ago she wants to play till she's 40 oh so she's not looking to retire anytime soon listen next year they might be able to bring back a very well-rested Allie Quigley. oh my god and sign wow. her and add to her. i'm I, serious I, i'm i mean it's not out of the realm of possibility she didn't retire she just said not playing this year
1: okay well i don't how about that? I mean, there are, um, what's also very fascinating about the New York Liberty is they have a very deep talent pool, um, that has not come into the organization sure. yet. They have a bunch of players where they control their rights in mm-hmm. Marine Fateau. She's a, a French point guard. They also, uh, in the Michaela Onion-Wede trade, they got, um, Leone Fibich mm-hmm. is this German can do it all wing who is an excellent, excellent shooter, and she's 6'3.
0: Now, did they get the right to swap picks in 2025, or did they just flat out get Phoenix's first round pick in 2025 I think it's a swap. in that one? It's a swap. It's a swap. It's a swap. So, if yeah. the Mercury are in the lottery in 2025, you have a scenario where they could, let's say, get the number one overall pick and draft Caitlin Clark. Hypothetically, and add to their talent pool. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm not saying they're gonna they're gonna select Caitlin Clark, but someone of her caliber.
0: Okay, now, but Clark would be a good addition to this team, right? Um, would she be? Would she play off the bench?
1: I mean, possibly, but I think it, <laughs> right. I well,
0: these are good problems to have. These are problems no WNBA team has had. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know how it's going to all shake out. There are a ton of talented teams in this league. Mm -hmm. Nothing is decided, but there are a lot of things that other teams simply have not been able to rely on through the year. So we're going to talk about that more in a second. And that last question, first though, we are going to talk about prize picks. And the thing you got to know about prize picks is that you are not playing against other people. You are playing against, what prize picks has for an over-under on different players, different prop bets, right? You pick two to six players, and if they go to score more or less than the prize pitch projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. It's not against other people. It's just you against the projections. Why do we care so much here? Because it's about everything. It's not just the NBA. It's the WNBA. It's not just men's college basketball it's women's college basketball and now they have a really cool thing every day the nba playoffs and finals nba is like it's like the wnba but for men one prize pitch user will win a chance of becoming a millionaire whoever placed the entry by 8 a.m eastern time can be randomly selected you get all six pitch stretch. you win a million dollars five you win thousand. Four, you win sixteen thousand Full details can be found at prizepitch.com slash million. So download the PrizePitch app or go to prizepitch.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for instant deposit of up to $100. So we're about out of time here, but I did want to just hit on what you think is that final battle for that final roster spot. Who are the two players and how do you think it ends up getting decided? I don't mean who it's going to be, but what do you think is going to be sort of the deciding factor here for the New York Liberty for that final roster spot?
1: So it's. How I see it is it's going to come down to be between Dee, Dee Richards and Niara Soboli. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting about both of those players is they fill uh, needs mm-hmm. um, on both ends. And so Niara is a 4-5. Um, you've seen what's interesting is that throughout practice, you've seen the Liberty putting her with the first unit. Um, you, you've seen the Liberty putting her with Steph Dolson. They have enough confidence hmm. to bring her in with the vets. Usually she's playing alongside Benajel Lani, Sabrina Ionescu, Kayla Thornton, and Steph Dolson. Well, she's so
0: smart. She, she coached at Sacramento State, as you pointed out, uh, during media day.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it was probably Reneka Hodges, the assistant coach, who said today that Niara does not look like a rookie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it it has shown. Um, and when you talk about Dee Dee Richards, she can, as you said, she can guard one through four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, although, and she referenced this in practice, she she airballed her three. Um, you know, we've heard, but she
0: can shoot now. She, she can. really can. She Even can. last year, she could shoot, and she's worked in all off season.
1: Yes, she has been working on all off season. She's been working on her handles. She's been working on her drives. You see her. So she actually was battling a cold and Mm -hmm. and she was sort of like sneezing today, but she was an active participant in practice. And you saw her confidently, um, I guess, penetrating the lane, um, taking different shots maybe taking a, a mid-range floater. Mm-hmm. She's been putting the work in all off-season. I mean, I obviously she did not participate in Athletes Unlimited or any overseas leagues, but that should not um, mean that she hasn't been putting the work in. She no doubt.
0: has. No doubt. And so bottom line, somebody who is a WNBA caliber player and then some doesn't end up making this roster. Again, I know we talked about it off air, the difference being if there's an injury, if there's somewhere where some a player is slow to get up to speed for one reason or another, that could be where it comes down to. But once this is decided, opening night, May 19th, not easy. Elena Deladon and the Washington Mystics are their first task on the road. This team is going to play 40 games this year. What's your over-under on how many games they're going to win?
1: I say they win, I don't know, 33 games?
0: Yeah, I got them at 34 and 6. Wow. That's okay. what I think this Okay, team is we going were to close. I Very didn't... much so. Okay. You're going to hear tomorrow on Locked on Women's Basketball from these New York Liberty players. In their own words, I can't wait to share that with you as well. Until tomorrow, I'm Howard Magdal and I'm Jackie Powell. Wishing you a wonderful day. the
1: win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.